I've got a word for you today. Are you ready? I, uh, you know, Pastor Bray said Saints aren't playing today, so I can go for three hours, if that's okay. But I won't. I'll go for 30 minutes. You can thank me later. Uh, we're going to start in Exodus 33, 18 through 23. Put that on the screens. It says, and he said, it's talking about Moses when he was up on the mountain to get direction from God. And he said, please show me your glory. Please show me your glory. You know, we say that word glory a lot, but that word actually means what somebody is known for. So glory means what somebody is known for. Drew Brees is known for the, being the best quarterback in the NFL. Me and Leah met him not too long ago, not bragging. Let's move on. <laughs> then he said, speaking of God, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So listen to this. Moses is saying, show me your glory. And God is saying, I'm going to show you that I'm good. Show me what you're about, and God says, I'm going to show you what I'm about. I'm a good God. I'm going to show you my goodness. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I want to be gracious, and I will have compassion on who I want to have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. No man can see me. And the Lord said, here's a place by me. You shall stand on the rock. You shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand and I will pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. How many of you know that the rock is Jesus? He said, if you want to know my glory and what I'm all about, you got to get in the rock. If you want to know what I'm all about, if you want to know my goodness, you got to get in Jesus. The, the main pursuit of Jesus coming on the earth was to demonstrate who the Father was. That was his main pursuit to show who God is and how many of you knew, know that God is good. The title of my message today is, Oh My Goodness. Oh My Goodness. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor... Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Psalms 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Have you ever tasted something? You're not sure how it was going to taste, but you tasted something and it was awesome. God says, taste of me, and you're not going to get um, an angry God. Taste of me, and you're not going to get a bitter God. Taste of me, and you're not going to get condemnation. Taste of me, and you're going to be able to see my goodness. Luke 18, 18 through 19. Once a religious leader asked Jesus a question, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. Only God is truly good. How many of you know that our Father holds the title of being good? 
you don't know what good is until you start to taste what our Father is about. He holds the title of goodness. The very definition of goodness is our God. I believe if we see God through the lens that he is good, then we will begin to approach things a lot differently in our life. Can we pray today? Just right where you are. If you're thankful for how good God is, just lift your hands right where you are. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that you're good. Let us be reminded about who you are, Lord. Let us be reminded that you are good. And, Lord, I just pray today that you begin to do a work in our life, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody says, amen. amen. There's a story in the Bible that really displays the goodness of God. And it's probably the most peculiar story in the Bible. It is a different kind of story. Um, it's a little awkward. The story uh, is, it takes place 450 years before Jesus comes on the scene. And it takes place with this up-and-coming prophet. The prophet, his name is Hosea. This is not a mandate from God that I would want. Hosea has to do one of the, what I consider the most horrible missions in the Bible. Hosea, is, he's living for God. He's separated for God. He's in Israel, and God calls him and says, uh, Hosea, I've got good news. And he says, what, God? He said, I got, a, I got a wife for you. He's like, thank you, God. I knew. I've been waiting for a wife. I need a wife. I've been looking for a wife. I knew you're a good God. God, you are good. You are good. I've been, any, any single people in here, right? If God says, hey, I got a spouse for you. And he says, okay. He says, God, who is it? I want to I know who this spouse is. And God says, well, Hosea, her name is Gomer. Horrible name, by the way. And Hosea's like, Gomer? You mean Gomer on 3rd Street on the corner, Gomer? God's like, yes, Hosea, I need you to fall in love with her. God, I don't know if you know, but, but Gomer... Gomer is a prostitute. What? God, she's a prostitute. I, I know, Hosea. I know she is. And I want you to leave your world, and I want you to go into her world, and I want you to fall in love with her. I want you to fall in love with her, and I want you to look at her. I want you to totally give everything to her. And so, because Hosea is a great man of God, he falls in love with Gomer that had a reputation. He goes out of his world, gets into her world, and falls in love with her. It sounds a lot like Jesus did for us. He left his throne... He came to a people that turned their backs on them, that had other lovers, that had other obsessions, and he goes into the world of us and says, I so love the world. I so love the world that I'm willing to give it all for the world. I want to remind you today that God 
is so obsessed with you. <laughs> He's obsessed with you. My son, when he went to a, another school a few years back, I can tell he was going through some, some problems. And, man, I couldn't get him off of my mind. I just, I, I tried to do other things, and, and I had a busy day, but I said, you know what, I'm going to a school. And I went to a school, and I saw him during recess, and I just watched him. I just watched him and thought, I don't know if I could love somebody. My kids just obsessed Obsessed with them. I go into his world, and he gets a glimpse of me, and he recognizes my dad's here. I had a little, some food for him. He was aware that his dad is here, and he lit up. Everything changed. I left my little world and I got into his world and I, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't stop looking at him. I couldn't stop seeing every move and every movement, every conversation. I was obsessed. And you got to know that you got a father that's in heaven that is obsessed. He's obsessed with you. I remember when I was lost, I had, I had, I had times where I was doing my own thing. But there were moments when God showed up when I was lost. Up for days, doing the things that I wanted to do, selfish. How many of you know that, that sin, uh, it, it makes you selfish? You only care about yourself and what you're wanting to do. And sin started to take control over my life. And before I knew it, I was off doing things I thought I would never do. And I remember driving down the road and I was talking to a friend and he said, what do you want to get into? And, and something hit me. Something hit me all of a sudden. And I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to be happy until I have a relationship with God. You ever said something and then you covered your mouth? Like, why did I just say that? And uh, he looked at me. I looked at him. I was like, don't worry about it. But it was a time where God came into the room and all of a sudden I became aware of him. In my in my stubbornness, in my sin, God leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. He leaves. If you're here today and you're far from God, know that God is here for you. He loves everybody, but he's obsessed with you. A week later, I was hanging out with, a, with this girl doing uh, illegal activities, and, and I was not a novice. I've been doing this for years, and God showed up again. I'm having a conversation, and all of a sudden I realize I get aware of God, and I say, you know what? God is real. She looked at me. You ever seen the movie Liar, Liar, where he can't help, he can't help himself, and just things are like vomiting out of his mouth? That's what it was like. I was like, God's real. Jesus is real. Needless to say, this, this relationship didn't move forward after that day. I looked, like a, I looked ridiculous. I almost started crying, and I was like, you know, Jesus is real. I couldn't help it, but God, in my stubbornness, in my sin, goes out of his way and says, hey, I'm here. I'm obsessed with you. I'm thinking about you. God is good. So Hosea is in the honeymoon phase and having fun with Gomer and life starts to get busy and 
they have some children and, and uh, you know, they, they, they had a few bumps in the road, and, but he's in love. He's in love with Gomer, and he is, uh, he's at home, and he's ready to have a date night with Gomer. I mean, this is going to be the date of the century. I mean, he is excited. He's waiting for her to come home. He's got Bruno Mars on the radio. He's got the lights down. Or if you're older, maybe Marvin Gaye. You know, it, it, He's got, the, uh, he's got the lights down low. He's got the pedals on the ground. He's, he's, uh, he's texting her, I'm ready for you tonight. You know, he's, he's, he's doing Facebook Live, Instagram Live. He's doing everything. He's doing everything that he could do because he's so ready for Gomer to come home. He's excited. 7 o'clock passes by. 8 o'clock passes by. 9 o'clock passes by. No Gomer. Gomer. Gomer's not coming home. And the Lord spoke, speaks to Hosea. He speaks to him. Let's look at it. Hosea 3, 1. Then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another love. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. In that moment, in that moment, Hosea realizes she's gone. And God commanded, I want you to go in love because I want people to see my goodness. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine giving everything and then somebody turns their back? Can you imagine? What, is, what was that day like? What was that day like going to 3rd Street? A man of God, Hosea, that doesn't need to be in that area, what did that look like? You know, asking people, showing pictures, hey, have you seen Gomer? Man, I didn't know, I didn't know she was yours, man. Honestly, I, I, had, no, I had no clue that y'all were married uh, I hate to tell you this, but yeah, I saw her down the street. And so Hosea goes a couple blocks over. Hey, have you, have you seen my wife? Have you seen Gomer? Yeah, man. I, I didn't know, man. I, she's down the street, man. She's right over there. And theologians say that Hosea, Hosea actually walks in to what they believe was an actual auction for Gomer. She is in what we would call the modern-day sex slavery industry. And she is on a block, and people are bidding for her. What is, what is that like? So the man of God walks in, and the bidding is taking place. $100, $200, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. And Hosea said, I'll pay it all. I'll beat the highest bidder. But Hosea, that's your wife. Why are you paying for something that's already yours? It's because I love her. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I'll give it all. What is that day like? How many of you know that Jesus bankrupt heaven to come down and to get you out of your mess? He came to get you out 
of your situation, even when you turned your back on him, he still loves you. Yeah, give God a hand if you want to. Let me ask you a question, because some of you, maybe you're in a mess. Maybe you're in a mess, and you want everybody to believe that you're not in a mess, but you're in a mess. Let me ask you a question. Is God a hypocrite? Well, we would say, you know what, that is, that is, that's almost like blasphemy. Why would you say that God is a hypocrite? Is he a hypocrite? Remember when Peter said, Jesus, I got this guy that's aggravating me, and I don't want to forgive him. So you just give me the word. And so how many times do I need to forgive him? And he says, oh, daily seven times 70, like only about 500. And Peter's like, oh, okay. Now God, God tells Peter to forgive every single day and to love every single day. But when you mess up, you think God's done with you. Why would God ask you to do something that he doesn't do? God's not a hypocrite. Some of you, you think God's done with you. He's not done with you. He's obsessed with you. And he's willing to go in your mess and fix it. One time, Allie, my, uh, my 11-year-old when she was younger, she loved these hot Cheetos. And she was just like, she liked them a lot, but I knew they weren't good for her. And I said, look, you only eat a couple. Only eat a couple Cheetos. Guess what? She ate the whole bag. She ate the whole bag. The things can mess up your stomach. I, I heard some, some noise upstairs, and I go upstairs, um, and this looks like a, a like a Halloween murder scene. There is Cheeto throw up everywhere, on the walls, on the bed. It stunk. It was horrible. I don't know what she ate before those Cheetos, but it was something evil. It was not of God. In that moment, in her mess, did I say, I told you so. I told you. In that moment, did I look at my daughter and I say, I told you. You didn't listen. And look at you. You're hurting. You deserve. You deserve that. No, no, no. Past the throw up, past the everything that's nasty. I only cared that she was hurting. I got away through in the Cheeto mess and picked her up and brought her to the bathtub because I didn't care about what she did. I cared in the, about the mess that she was in. And God is here today saying, I don't care about the mess you're in. I'm going after you. I'm going after you because our God, he's good. He's, he is so good. You say, well, you know what? You know, this is kind of dangerous because why don't people might just mess up and don't care because God, li listen, if you mess up and don't care, you haven't really seen God's love. Trust me, I didn't have to tell Allie not to eat Cheetos for a while. She didn't want to look at them. And so Hosea becomes the highest bidder. And he brings her home. He brings her home and he begins to treat her not like how she was living. He begins to declare who she is, washes her up, heals her wounds, loves her, encourages her, her biggest fan. Why? Because God wanted the people to know that his love for you 
surpasses anything that you could ever imagine. The other day, a couple weeks ago, my daughter, Honor, she, uh, she does not have a confidence problem. Um, she, she, uh, she goes, we go to this gym, and there's a part in the gym where it's a pool, and if you pass a swimming test, the parent doesn't have to stay and watch the kid. They have a lifeguard, and so you have to pass a swimming test, and so that's what, that's what she does. She, she has to start a test. So what she does is uh, the lifeguard says, okay, now, sweetie, I want you to, to swim. I want you to tread water for like 30 seconds. Tread water for about 30 seconds, and, and so she's treading water, and she's feeling good about it. She puts her hand on the side, and, and then they say, okay, now I want you to swim all the way across the Olympic pool. So she goes, and she swims, and she puts her foot on the bottom, and she gets there, and she's so excited, like beaming. She goes up to the table and says, I'm ready for my, I'm ready for my band to go in the pool. And they said, sweetie, I'm sorry, but you failed the test. My five-year-old has never heard that she's failed in anything. She's confident. In that moment, in that moment, her, her lips started to stick out and start, started to quiver. All of a sudden, she realized she failed, and she, like, comes up to me, and she just buries her, her, her head in my chest, and she said, Dad, I didn't pass. I didn't do good enough. And so I take her little face, and I'm like, babe, trust me. Trust me, I'm going to help you out. We're going to pass this test. Don't worry about what just happened. I'm going to help you out. We're going to pass this test. So we started, we started training a little bit, and then, then we go the next week, and I say, okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. She's a little nervous, and I just lost my mind. You would have thought that my daughter was in the Olympics. Now, there was, there was like 200 people out there. I'm not exaggerating. Pastors do that, do that. But there really were 200 people out there. And, and, and I'm out there, and she's, she's treading water. I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you, Bray. She's, she's treading water, and I'm, I can tell she's getting tired. And I say, don't stop. Remember what we did. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. She starts swimming, and I can tell she gets tired. I said, don't stop. Keep going. I'm freaking out. I'm losing my mind. Keep going. Don't you stop. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. And when she gets to the other side, the whole pool, everybody out there started cheering for her and clapping like she was in the Olympics. Maybe you've been trying to do this God thing. Maybe you've been trying to follow after God, but you find yourself failing. God does not look at you as a failure. He looks at you and says, son, daughter, we're going to get through it. He's your biggest cheerleader right now. He's not looking at your failure. He's looking past and saying, you're going to make it. I know you can make it. You keep going. You keep going. You don't stop. Don't quit. Go all the way to the other side. You keep it going. Some of you today have to recognize that your father, your father, he's cheering you on. And I'm going to close with this because the music has arrived. See, in receiving all this, 
how is it that God can love us so much and he can be so good to us, but yet there are times we choose not to love others in the same way? Going after the 99, leaving the 99, going after the one. See, I've, I've realized that Christians, they're either a reservoir or they're a river. Either you're just gonna contain what God has done for you and how good he is, and you will find yourself get bitter, judgmental, self righteous. It's an ugly world. But Jesus said, Hey, if you come to me, if you come to me and drink, I will give you a river. I will give you a river. Does that just mean, can I challenge our thinking for a second? Does that just mean go to God in prayer? Didn't Jesus say that if you go to me and you feed me, or if you go to the least of those, you're feeding me? What if God is saying, if you come to me and those that are hurting, I'm gonna give you a river. After God's been so good, do you wanna be a reservoir? Or do you want to be a river? I've got a scripture to back this up, and we're going to close. Isaiah 58, 5, you humble yourself by going through the motions, repentance, prayers, bowing your heads, and bending in the wind. You dress in burlap, cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Is this what you call prayer? God, change my circumstance. God, change where I am. God, you got to move. Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this kind of fast, this is the kind of fast I want. Free those that are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work hard. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those that need them and do not hide from your relatives who need your help. Then, then, then God will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry, restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring or river. What if going to God is not just going to him in prayer, asking him to change the situation, but you say, you know what, God, I'm going to put first the kingdom of God, and I pray as I go to you, because I know when I'm going to the least of these, I'm going to you, then a river flows. There's a river that flows when you begin to get out of your world and go into somebody else's world. There's a river. Look at these blessings. This looks like a river to me. It says, then salvation will come. Then your wounds will heal. Then the glory of the Lord will protect you. You will rebuild. You will rebuild and you will be a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Then the Lord will be your delight and I will give you great honor, satisfy you with an inheritance of promised your ancestors, Jacob. The Lord, I have spoken. I want the river. I don't want the reservoir. God, but you got to change my circumstance. God's like, focus on me. Focus where my heart is. And I'm going to bring everything to you. I'm going to bring everything to you. How about...
We get out of our bubble like Hosea and go after people in their world. Well, you know what? I invited them. They didn't, they didn't show up. Well, guess what? If you don't get in their world, they're not going to show up. Well, I invited them. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, if you're doing what I'm doing, then fine. But if you don't want to, I'm not going to. No, no, no. Paul said to the Greek, I become Greek. I leave my world and I get in other people's world that I might win them. Hosea said, I got to get out of my world and I got to get into their world. I'm not saying being worldly. I am saying go into their world and love them and befriend them. Maybe somebody that's not like you. Maybe somebody that doesn't look like you. Maybe talks differently. But will you go and do what God's asking you to do? Leave your little bubble and go into their world. Say, man, what are you doing here? There's a guy I've been reaching out to, and uh, he's so busy. uh, He owns a yoga studio. Do I look like I do yoga? No. I don't do yoga, but I was doing yoga. <laughs> I've been doing yoga. Why? Why? I'm, 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 I'm going after them. I wanna, I, I'm not going to say just come to my world. I'll get into yours. Tell me about this. How, how, do you, how, do you, what do you, how do you think? How do you feel? You know, we can tend to be so judgmental when we don't get in other people's world. We can have a whole lot of ideas when we don't get into other people's world, but you'll start seeing things a little differently when you start to hear their pain. You start to hear their dreams. Will you leave your world and go into their world? There's a group that that the only way that uh, I can reach them is if I wake up 4.30 in the morning and meet them in the park. I don't want to wake up 4.30 in the morning, but I got to get in their world. What are you willing to do? Jesus came out of his world, went into your world, and loved you. It's time that we go into their world and realize that it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy. Well, you know, I reached out to them and they didn't call me back. Or, or I tried, you know, I came and I hung out with them and, and they didn't. You know what? And, and I'm just not going to invest. I'm not going to invest in somebody if I don't really see a return. You know, I'm, I'm just, did God do that to you? We can believe investing our finances and God brings an increase. But can we believe to keep investing in people even if we don't see a result? Let me tell you something. The result is not up to you. Well, you know, I got to make disciples. Really, you make them? I know how to make them. Really, you make them? Well, he said go make them. He also said raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. You can do that? No. Keep loving them even if they don't come. Keep calling them even if they don't come. Keep going after them even if they don't come. Be the loudest voice in their head. Keep going after them. Keep loving them through their mess. Because it gets messy. We love when people come to church and, and they're doing uh, the, the, the things that we're dreaming they do. But, but what happens when some mess comes? Do we talk about them? Do we say, oh, you, you, know, what the, you know what they're doing? You know, they were doing good, but, you know, you know what they're doing. No, why don't you be like God and say, I don't, I don't care about what you're doing. I love you. I'm going to bring you back. I'm here for you. No matter if you're doing what I want you to do right now or not, I'm going to show you the love of God. 
That's a really nice song. And my last point is this. we got to stand up for them. You know what's beautiful about leaving your... It's beautiful to, to go into another city because everybody you see, they're not marked to you. Everybody that you see, all you see is potential, but they feel like they're marked because they grew up in it. It's beautiful to see somebody and be like, man, you could do anything, and they're not really feeling it because their family doesn't believe in them, their neighborhood doesn't believe in them. They think, you know what, what are you trying to do? Go off and do this, and, and, and this thing is over people. What would, what would happen if we treated each other like we don't have a mark on them? Oh, you know who they, you know their failures. What if we looked at people through the eyes of grace? and said, you know what, I see you better than you see yourself. I believe in you. I'm going to cheer you on. Like God cheers me on, I'm going to cheer you on. I'm here for you, man. If you need anything, I'm here for you. I'm not going to sit back and just say, you know what, you go off and do your own thing. No, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I just believe today, I believe today that God is allowing us to see how good he is so that we can go into other people's world and love them the way that God loved us. Well, I don't, I'm not seeing anything, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of what is good and just the right time we'll reap a harvest. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I just believe today. I believe today that God is causing you to have a river that comes from you. Maybe you're going through a bad circumstance, but you're seeing the view of God. You're seeing your Father. He chases after you. He's not giving up on you. He loves you. He so loves the world. He so loves the world that he gave everything for you. Can we do that to people? The only Jesus people are going to see is through us. The Bible says that he created the galaxies and the whole earth and in the very center of it is his church, the apple of his eye, for one purpose, to spread presence everywhere. When's the last time you went somewhere you didn't feel comfortable with because you're looking for the one? Jesus said, I'm I'm seeking to save. When's the last last time you sought after it? And I'm not here to condemn you. I'm, I'm here to say, you know what? Let's receive the goodness of God and let's, let's let it be a river that flows through us. Yeah, come on, give God a hand if you believe that today. Give God a shout if you believe that today. Can you stand up right where you are? You know what's crazy about our God? He has no pride. Fathers will do ridiculous things. They have no pride. He has no rejection. He'll just keep going. He'll just keep going. He'll just keep loving. He is relentless. He's relentless. I believe God is going to cause us to be relentless to the people in our city, the people that we work with. Relentless. Not weird. Relentless. Come on.
someone, if you just want to receive that today. Today, some of you, some of you, listen, I don't want to leave right now. Some of you, you, you're getting aware of God for the first time in your life in a long time. You realize you drifted away. If that's you today, if that's you today, I want to say a prayer to you. Today is the day of salvation. Don't try to get it all together and then go to him. Go to him and he'll get it all together. Today is the day. Well, I got, I got, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I can do this thing. You can't do it. He's got to help you. If you say today I need to ask God in my heart, I know, I know I need to receive this good father. I need to receive this good father. Say this prayer after me. Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I repent and I turn away. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again and that you're alive today. I want a relationship with you. I ask you to come into my heart. With nobody looking around, just lift your hand if you prayed that prayer today. All over the room, all over the room, all over the room, all over the room. I prayed that prayer today. I see your hands. I see your hands, sir. I see your hands, ma'am. I see your hands. Jesus says this. He says, when you say that prayer, your, your sins are as far as the east to the west. They're no more. Get connected with somebody. Today is a new day. All old things are passed away and all things become new. Now, if everybody can just lift your hands right where you are and just, I I just want you to, to see the goodness of God in your life right now. Come on, if he's good to you, can you wave to him? If he went after you, if he went after you, if he was relentless with you, if he was there with you even in the middle of your mess and your sin and your disobedience, turning it back, finding other lovers, you were there. He was there for you. Was he there for you? Come on, if he was there for you, just wave your hand. I want you to just thank God right now that he was there for you. He gave everything for you. He hasn't given up on you. He has given you hope. He has given you hope. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you today that you are good. We thank you today that you are good. And Lord, we pray today, cause us to be good to others the way that you are good to us, God. Cause us to go after others the way you went after us. We'll lose the pride. We'll lose the rejection. We don't care how we look. We want to be a river, God. We want to be a river, God. We want to flow with you, Lord. Come on, rejection's falling off of your life. Come on, pride is falling off of your life. Come on, come on, it's falling off of your life. There are, God is putting pictures in your head of people that you need to go after right now. People you gave up on. God didn't give up on you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Oak Tree. We thank you that this week Oak Tree goes into their world. Lord, I thank you that you're giving them ideas. Lord, and I thank you that they're loving with a relentless love like you loved us, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for the, re- the for revival in the hearts of your people. Stir a uh, fire, God. Stir a fire in your people and let them flow in the anointing and the river that you have come from them. Lord, I just thank you for them. Bless them today. Cover them today. Come on. If you believe it today, can you give God a hand? Come on. If you believe it, can you give God a shout? We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord.